Well, this week, we are finally, after months, maybe a full year even, of anticipation, doing the newest Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon. Now, I think I speak for both of us when I say that uh, Scorsese is one of my favorite content creators. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I can't. All right. So this week, fuck, (laughs) how do we start these? Okay, so this week we are discussing Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese's most recent film. After months of anticipation, I've been really excited to see this in theaters. A whopping three hours long. Uh, It is based on a book of the same name, Killers of the Flower Moon, and it covers these murders that were going on in Oklahoma, targeting... Uh, members of the Osage tribe of Native Americans. It is gut-wrenching, highly emotional, and it has a very impactful conclusion, in my opinion. Um, I'm really excited to talk about it, learn what you think, Hunter, because that's what we're doing here. It is what we're doing here. Um, Well, actually, no, it's not. We're not here to figure out what I think or you think. Mm. We're, here, we're here to ask one question and one question only, and that is, but is Killers of the Flower Moon good? What do you think? What I'll you tell think? you. I was talking to Athena. She's a dog. She can't talk. She can communicate with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the episode, we'll ask her and we'll see what she says. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Well, she's really excited about it. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you, Zach? I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. You been busy? I've been so busy this weekend. I just, I didn't have any time to do anything except for see this movie without you. Wow. (laughs) That sounds like like a busy weekend. Couldn't sounds fit you in. Sounds almost like you're bitter about it. Couldn't fit you in. You couldn't fit me in? Nope. Does that mean you're a bad friend? N- no, it means I couldn't fit you in. Are you saying, theoretically speaking, if somebody couldn't fit you in, they'd be a bad friend? No. Oh, no, okay. that's not what I'm saying at all. You're just mad at that person, theoretically speaking. No, I'm not and mad we, at anyone. And, and they've been in a feud for a week. Unbeknownst to the other person. <laughs> See, okay, unbeknownst to the other person, because I, I didn't realize we were in a feud. I've just been oh, busy. I was, I was talking about me. I was talking about me. Well, so <laughs> both of you think that we're in a feud and we're not. I've just been busy. We can fight on the podcast. But that Welcome to the good... But Is It Good podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Zach Olson. And I am your host, Hunter Callahan. And we're just joking around, man. <clears throat> we're just joking around. I'm just kidding. Just being playful. Um, just being playful, you know. We're doing a podcast about a movie. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Um, but Zach, I do hope that 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 you're good. I hope that you had a, a very good weekend. Yeah, I had a lot going on, but yes, I, it was a good weekend overall because I was doing so many different things. <laughs> How was your weekend? It, I was so busy. I was just just so busy. I actually was, but it was, it was, it was a it was a good weekend. Had a lot of stuff happen this week. Um. 
that I was excited about. And it was fun, and now it's time to kind of slow down for a little bit. Um, what time did you see this movie at? Because you texted me at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So the showtime was 11 p.m. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah. Good and, Lord. you know, there's tw- 20 minutes of previews. Then you got to do the whole, you got to sit through the, well, you might not have to because you saw it probably not at an AMC theater, but I sat through like the Nicole Kidman here. <laughs> they are, you know, that whole thing. And, and yeah, so it, yeah. it didn't get, it didn't get rolling until uh, probably 1125. We saw and yeah, I got out at uh, basically 3 a.m. Yeah, I, I saw it at 7.30 and I got home at like 11.10. Crazy. Yep. Anyway, um, please like and subscribe and share and all that stuff. Um, we're doing the new Scorsese. Scor- Scorsese. Scors- Scors- Scorsage. Scorsage movie. The new Scorsage movie. Then we're doing uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, mm-hmm. This will be a heck of a film to talk about. It's three and a half hours long, but only two people in the world can, are qualified to do that, Zach, and that happens oh. to be me and you. So oh, you're so right. We went to college. <laughs> we. D- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went late. I went late, but I did go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. S- still counts. And, w- and we both took film classes. We did. I have a degree in it, actually. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in psychology, but I took psychology of film classes. That that probably helps you understand movies more than most. Um. Anyway, Zach, actually, this is your episode, so I'm going to stop talking. Who do, you, who do you want to go first? What, what were you going to ask me? Is that what you were going to ask me? I was, I was going to ask you about Because I'm not reactions. some dictator. I'm not... Actually, for this episode, because it's yours, I'm going to not speak the entire time. <laughs> the entire The entire <laughs> the episode? Entire episode. Even if I like prompt you with a question, you're just gonna stare at me. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, this is about to get real fun. So um, <laughs> we'll talk about the movie. We will. We will. Uh, but first, I want to talk about why. Why is it that when you buy fruit at the grocery store and you bring it home, and then it's like it's so fresh looking, it looks so good. You bring it home, and it's like the next day, it's like fucking brown spots on your apple, and you're <laughs> like, I don't want brown spots on my apple. Why? Why are there brown spots on my or apple? You get like really wrinkly strawberries, in like twenty four yeah. hours. Strawberries are crazy because I'll buy the nicest looking strawberries. You've never seen strawberries this good. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> and and you bring them home. And, like, okay, they'll last, like, four days. But if you don't eat them in that four-day period, oops, there's white fuzzy on them. They got, oh, no. (laughs) Gross. You've never seen that? Y'all eat strawberries quick. No, no, I have. I've seen it. I've seen it. Trust me. Because, like, we'll buy strawberries, but then, like, Hannah's parents will buy strawberries. And, like, one of them's not getting eaten. We don't eat that many strawberries. And then you you come back, like, a week later, and you're just like, what is this growing in the fridge? Yeah, what's going on here? Whereas there are some fruits that that you know last. Yeah, like um, citrus. Citrus fruits usually citrus, last pretty yeah. long. I was I was gonna say like lemons, which is which, a citrus which fruit. Would yeah. count. That would count. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like w- fucking uh, love lemons. Lemons are water, so versatile. Watermelon lasts decently long. Yeah, it? it's got a thick shell. Thick. Um, why'd you ask me that? Just because you were thinking about it. You said that you weren't going to speak, oh, so I thought I've I had been. an I thought I had an hour to fill, uh, and been, in the process 
of talking about fruit, I broke you of your your goal. So now you have to. T- yeah, now you have to talk. <laughs> that was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> All I had to do was mention fruit vaguely. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck yeah, off fruit. Of con- I love fruit. <laughs> you backed off of your convictions. <laughs> so. I think oh, this man. is the part in the episode where we give our first impressions of the film. I think you're right. Who wants to go uh, first? So, since I'm the leader, mm-hmm. it, but keep in mind, I'm not a dictator. I, I was about to say. Um, I have a really itchy nose. If you see me, like... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. If you see me, like, Only grabbing my nose... Like, right in the camera. Dude, it's like you know what's funny? Hold on. You know what's funny? I promise you, just hang with us. We're going to talk about the movie. <laughs> Scratching your nose is so weird. Because it like, is. You ever done like You ever done like the full palm? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've done the, the finger. like, and it's, the, and it's like your nose is like actively just breaking, but it's like my go-to, so good. My go-to is the pinch. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, whenever like, I get an itchy nose, it's always like <laughs> right at the like the inside mm. of the tip. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The inner, the inner but, tip. But you know, like when you do the palm, you like go like in a circular motion, and it's just like, yeah. How does your nose do that? And it's does yours and pop? It's like, you like can, the cartilage you can hear is it, like you can hear yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, just like I just oh, ripped my nose best, off. It's the best feeling, though. It's the <laughs> best feeling. So, anyways, I have an itchy nose oh. for some reason. I think it's because like uh, goldenrod is in season right now. You look at me like you've never heard the word goldenrod in your life. <laughs> I haven't. It's a weed. You know, like when you're driving out towards, like, you're going towards Sonoya, or maybe you're going out towards Serenby or something. Shit, you could be okay. going to Trillith, and you on the side of the road, you just see these big, like, clusters of, like, yellow yellow stuff oh, okay. sticking up. Okay. Goldenrod. It's called goldenrod because okay, it looks like golden rods. So now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. I'm gonna, I think I'm, you gonna, sh- I'm gonna use that word tomorrow somehow. <laughs> You're just gonna like, fit it into ah, a sentence. So much fucking goldenrod out today. But, but it's gonna be really, really inorganic. Like someone's gonna be like, Hunter, can you take a look at these, these uh, composite shots? And you're gonna be like, I, I'll do it better than goldenrod. And they're gonna be like, what? <laughs> and then you're just gonna walk away <laughs> and fist pump because you did it. <laughs> You fit it in there. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, we're back. Here we go. Do you look at composite shots, or did I just like pull that out of my ass? Uh, no, I do sometimes. Not a ton of my team. I'm I'm more in, in line with like the edits of graphics and like what the team, what what the client wants. But but yeah, yeah you know, I'll look at rough edits and stuff and everything. <laughs> I'll be like, cool, cool. God, that looks better than Goldenrod. <laughs> just <Looks laughs> walk away. That's better than Goldenrod. <laughs> Okay, Hunter, I want you to go first. Tell okay. me what you thought of this film. Um, this film is something, man. It's tough. This is a tough movie to watch sometimes. Um, but it is... What were you going to say? You said sometimes, as if you've seen it more than once well, already. Well, no, I'm saying like... At like know, different th- times of the day, <laughs> and like yeah. different days of the week. You know, if you see it in mid-afternoon, it's really tough. No, um, there's a lot. it's a really heavy film. It's really sad. It's really sad. But it's really, really great. It's masterfully made. It's got a great cast, surprising cast, um, great performances, and it's it feels really. It doesn't it doesn't pull any punches, you know. Um, I think this is still Scorsese at his best. I think uh, it's 
it's just, I don't know. My, it's hard to really quantify it. I guess my, my biggest complaint is that it, there are parts of me where it did feel long where I was like, who this is still got an hour left. You know what I mean? Like I think of Oppenheimer and that's a long movie, but I didn't, I wasn't like, gosh, how much longer? And this mm-hmm. one, I had some moments where I was like, this is it kind of drug on a drug is not the right term because it wasn't like, I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, God, this is going on and on. Yeah. It was just like, uh, just a lot. It's just a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you um, mean. But I think it's brilliant. I think it's really an, an incredible piece. And I I love that 80-year-old Scorsese is just like saying, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to and make whatever I want to. And it was three and a half hours, Apple, because like, Apple made this for him. The studio mm-hmm. just says, sure, go for it. Because The Irishman was like three over three hours, right? Uh, yes. It the, the Irishman was very long. Yeah, two two hundred and nine minutes. Do the math. Yeah, that's three hours and nineteen minutes. No, it's not. Twenty nine hundred and twenty nine minutes. Oh, so it's actually longer than this. Not three hundred and twenty nine minutes. You absolute dope. You less than <laughs> a grain of sand that Hayden Christensen hates. <laughs> I'm less than a strain of goldenrod, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did because um, when when I messed up, whatever that was, yeah, yeah I, I like really like wanted you to go for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. I did, mm-hmm. I needed that today. Um, no, I really loved. I did love it. That's the thing is, I love this movie. I um, I just it, it was a lot of emotions, but I think it was brilliant. I need to like. I need some more espresso. I feel like I'm dragging. <clears throat> Your turn. Get some, get some, and then you'll I, be up. Weren't you up until like three a.m. Oh, last week? No, no, it wasn't that late. But I was like late a bit at midnight, just like wide awake. I was like, I feel like I could run through a wall. That's crazy, dude. This I, Nespresso is so good. We got it's so good, man. I've already had a cup mm-hmm. today. I had a double espresso today, and I don't even drink caffeine. It's just pods. Yeah, but we got a milk frother. Okay. Yeah. So we froth some milk and put. Some I have a little bit, little bit of syrup in there, and combine it. Yeah. Making yeah. like flat whites and shit. Syrup. What kind of syrup? Like maple? Uh, yeah. I, I I favor the caramel. <laughs> okay. Caramel. Okay. Maple. Why don't people put maple in coffee? That I don't know. Like that could be good. I, I love a maple donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted, just I wanted lo- to tell I love maple syrup on pancakes. Just, just wanted to tell you, man. <laughs> oh man, we gotta focus in. Here we go. Here we go. All right, your turn. I went. Okay. Uh I agree a lot with what you said. So I don't wanna like re harp on things that you said. I wanna bring something new and unique to the table. Um <clears throat> there were times where the the way the story unfolded sort of caught me off guard. And I know that the more I think about them, and maybe we can unpack them, but there, there, my assumption is that there is a reason for it because it seems like we were going from like point A to point B to point C, like throughout the film. But there were a couple times where like it felt like really randomly it would be like flashback to this event, but it's just like a 10 second little clip, and then now we're back in the mm-hmm. linear. Um, and so that that was like an interesting like change of pace. Um, and I will. I, I agree with you that it, it. There were times where it felt long. 
there were lulls, I would I would say. Um, and I think that, I mean, we've spoken highly of, of lulls in some film, because sometimes you need a break to break up pieces of information, break mm-hmm. up plot points. And this film definitely had some heavy, heavy content matter that like, or subject matter. Uh, I just brought up content in, in the same like sense, like we're talking about Scorsese and, and, and I don't want to mention content, you know, he's, but, but he's a great content creator. He is he? a great content creator. <laughs> one of the best. Yeah. Um, long form you, content creator. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and, and one, one last thing I want to say, <clears throat> There were multiple, like at least three or four cameos that like caught me so f- so off guard. But I loved them; they were great. Yeah. Do you think that that they detracted from the film? Like, did it? No. No, it just sort of was like, well, yeah. I think I was saying earlier, like it's a surprising, surprising cast. Yeah. Like Jason Isbell's in this. Do you know who he is? I know. Yeah. yeah. And I, the second he came on screen, I was like, that's Jason fucking Isbell. I didn't even know that he even acted. I was like, what is he doing in this movie? Well, I don't think he does that often. Like, I th- he may have been in, like, one or two things. Yeah. Um, but who's the other country singer? Stur- Sturgill Simpson was in this? Did you did you recognize I him? Even, I didn't even catch him. So, do you know who Sturgill Simpson is? Yes, I do. I don't know if I know what he looks like, to be honest with you. Okay. Look at him. I'm looking at him. Look, look at him with your eyes. He was he was like the the horse rider famous guy like cowboy whatever or maybe he was a country singer in this I don't know oh, anyways wow Sturgill, so right. Sim- Sturgill Simpson was also in the creator and I didn't realize it until I saw him in this and was like holy shit wait who does he play in the creator do you remember when they go to like the super high tech city and he meets up with somebody it's Sturgill Simpson. And the 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 guy is like dating a synthetic or wait, I don't that's wanna... the guy, that's the guy at the very beginning who like yeah is, is almost yeah, yeah. what Sturgill Simpson. Anyways, what? I don't want I don't want to derail this because I want to talk about the cameos, but I don't think that's the primary subject matter that we, that, that you know. So we had Jack White said this too. Sorry, I know Jack White, uh, Martin Scorsese. <coughs> he he is in it, yeah, he is. <coughs> uh, but yeah. So we'll, we'll get into it. It's now time for Movie in a Minute. So tell us what Movie in a Minute is, Hunter. Movie in a Minute is when Zach, or the, the participating individual, has 60 seconds, which is commonly referred to as a minute. Uh, he has that amount of time to discuss the entire film. That means every scene, every actor, every... Uh, line of dialogue, every behind-the-scenes story, everything about the film, and you have uh, sixty seconds exactly. You can't do it faster. You don't get any when you, you. That's called failing. And if you do it take longer, that's also called failing. And we don't fail in this podcast. We succeed. So Zach is going to attempt um, to describe all two hundred and six minutes of this film. Uh, sorry, 206 minutes of this film in one minute, and that is why we call it Movie in a Minute. So, Zach, whenever you are um, prepared to uh, take on this endeavor, please let us know. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. I don't want to... All right. This is... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> this is Killers of the Flower Moon, Movie in a Minute. 
in three, two, one, go. Cold open, we learn about the Osage uh, tribe. They come into wealth because there's oil on their land, but the rules of their like reservation that they're on require that they have these guardians that tr- that keep track of their money. White people come in, and um, there's this crime boss, essentially. His name is William King Hale, and he's like manipulated and pulling strings and shit. His nephew... Uh, who is portrayed by Leo DiCaprio, comes and he says, I love women and I love money, sir. He falls in love with a girl named Molly. They kill Molly's entire family systematically, like over the course of, you know, uh, years, it seems like. Um, And he does love her, but he's also like complicit in the murder of her entire family. So it's really fucked up. Anyways, eventually the whole thing unravels and they get caught and she leaves him and then it all gets like encapsulated in this like wonky radio show and that's the end. That was actually very, very good. Successful. <laughs> I feel like I've <laughs> seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool yeah, cool. I even know like all the funny lines because it's like, you know, I know all the all lines, of them. All, the, all the, every line. Uh, no, well done. Okay, shall we? Let's dive in. Mm-hmm. We shall. Um, let me pull up some stuff about because it's a lot of movies. You didn't pull anything up, okay? <coughs> no, so I've, I've I've got it. I just had to switch over to it. We open with this really cool, like montage. Well, there's like singing in the background, and we they're in the like they're in their little hut, and they're getting rid of the pipe, right? Because yeah, it's like the moment when they realize that their children and the future generations are no longer going to be taught by them. They're going to be taught by mm-hmm. white, people. white white people, essentially. And so this, and it's very emotional. And then it cuts to oil just shooting up out of the ground. And they, they've, they've found the oil. And, you know, yeah. we get a nice little montage about, you know, how, how wealthy that made them. Uh, right? It's, yeah, it's wild to me. So this this story is sort of like the uh, the Tulsa um, race rights in the sense, uh, well, in a lot of ways, in the sense of that it's racially motiv- motivated, that kind of stuff. But it's sort of lost to time. Not lost, that's not fair. It's like hidden in time, uh, kind of purposely, systematically, and it kind of mm-hmm. has been dug out um, and revealed. Uh, and so there's a lot of information about this era and this kind of society with the native Americans and stuff that like people, I mean, I don't, I didn't know a lot of this, like the crazy fact that they have to have white people manage their fortune. Mm-hmm. Like legally there some of the, it said they're the, like the wealthiest people per capita in the world at, yeah. the, at the time. Right. And right. they aren't legally allowed to use their own money without, a white person saying that's allowed. Yeah. That's insane. It is insane. Like we get the scene where <clears throat> Molly goes to the bank. This is a little bit later. So maybe we'll, we'll like wrap around and, and come back a little bit. But Molly goes to the bank to get some money out for medicine. Um, and the guy's like, well, your mom spent $300 on meat last week. Don't you think that's a little suspicious? That is a shit ton of meat. <laughs> but, it is, but like, you is know. there money? Whatever. Yeah, that's you know, right. That's just that's crazy. Um, 
Because she doesn't she say something like he's like say your name and she's like mile she says like Molly Kyle then she says like incompetent or something like that and it's like what mm-hmm. does that mean you know like they have to list themselves as incompetent or competent this is crazy and then Henry I believe because we meet Henry pretty early on he it sounded like he was he doesn't have a guardian I think who sorry Hen- isn't it Henry the melancholic as they called them. So some of them are um, unrestricted. Henry Roan. And I think Henry might have been an unrestricted, which I, I, I think means, you know, he can pull out as much money as he wants. I wonder what, um, like, qualifies somebody as that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so we we see, you know, that that's they struck black gold, if you will, and that's kind of we get these really cool this little montage of, I don't know if it's if it's actual footage like old footage or if it's like just new that's created. I know some of it was probably new because we have the actors in it, but a lot of cool montage of like their wealth kind of growing and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we meet Ernest with his little his little frown, his little that frown he always has. Um, who's kind of an idiot. Yeah, so Ernest is um, uncharismatic, unintelligent, uh, and solely motivated by, like, it seems to me, uh, money. And then a little bit of love. I guess because it does seem like he 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 has feelings for for Molly, but but it's it's so interesting to see this like story of this uncare, which we do need to talk about the fact that it's told from his perspective and not the perspective of the Osage because there was there was uh, an interview that came out of an interpreter who was saying like this this is a great film but it sort of highlights how. Uh, Maybe there is no way to accurately depict these events because it's yeah. not told. It's not told from our perspective. He was basically saying that this movie should have been told from Molly's perspective. Um, yeah, I yeah but, I get that. But it is interest. It's it's very interesting to see a film from the perspective of this. Like, he he sucks, dude. Like <laughs> like straight from the beginning, he has no personality. Um, he has, he has a little bit of chemistry with Molly, but not really, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, it is kind of strange because he's not charming. <laughs> no, he's he's not charming at all. He's got this shitty little smile. Um, he's he not intelligent. He's always he's always fucking things up, and he's just this sad little man being manipulated by this uh, mean person. Well, it's funny too because he literally has no guts. Like, he has something wrong with his stomach where, like, he can't mm-hmm. lift. And I was just like, he's got no guts. Like, that's kind of very funny to me. Yeah. Um, no, he's he's a conundrum because I don't, you know, they have this long conversation. And I and I will say, I think he's played wonderfully by Leo. But I also think I love the scenes with him and Robert De Niro. I think that's, that's cinema, you know, gold right there. There's that one, it's really early on, the scene when he he gets to uh King King. I mean that he calls him King, right? King Hale's house. Yeah. And they're sitting in those chairs. Go on. Well, I was just gonna say it's interesting 
Because he says, so Robert De Niro, who plays King Hale, says, like, do you remember calling me King when you were little? And um, uh, Ernest does not look like he remembers that at all. I don't know if you picked up on that, but he's like, uh, mm. I guess so, sure, whatever. And it's probably a nickname that he's picked up since he's been there. Well, yeah, because he called it, he, he, they, someone says, like, um, he's, he's the, the king, king of, of, yeah, king of the Osage Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like that whole scene is 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 brilliant. But um, I forgot what I was gonna say. I um, it up. Anyway, no. But he, you know, he's he's interesting because he. Oh, I know what it was. He keeps asking him stuff about like because he gets back from over one, and he's like, "Are you like you know got your head on straight? Are you all good? Making sure he's like nothing's wrong. Obviously, mm-hmm. PTSD wasn't." Real, just like they talk about depression, they call it just melancholy. Oh, you're sad, or whatever. Um, so we we don't know what he was pre World War One, but he he definitely is just he doesn't seem to know. I don't know if I, I don't want to say right from wrong, but I guess this, that's it. Where he doesn't know that his own actions are going to go against what he actually loves, because he even says like he loves Molly, mm-hmm. and I believe that. Like when the reaction when his when his child is, dies, like he obviously loves his family, um, but then he simultaneously is participating in this, and he just says like, "Oh yeah, okay, that'd be great," you know. Like when King Hell's like, you know, if you got those head rights, that'd be you know that'd be really something. That'd be really good. And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay," you know. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure why I just made him sound like they're from Canada, but yeah, well. don't you know? Um, so I, I, I don't know, but he, he just isn't fun to watch. I don't think he's supposed to be either. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, he's a stick in the mud. Yeah, um, he really is. I will say that first interaction between him and uh, 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 King Hale, I was. <sighs> I really like this movie, but that interaction, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. If the whole movie's really? like this, because I, it was so like awkward to me. Like it, it, it was just so weird. I don't know. It was it, the interaction between them was weird, and I think it was meant to be. But like, yeah. I was like, I hope the whole film isn't 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 like this. <laughs> well, it's funny because even in that first interaction, like you definitely already see the power dynamic. Sure. And like how King Hale is just sort of like. The way he even talks is so it's almost like nonchalant where he's just like I mean he he's so self aware in kind of a disturbing way. Like he even says right. like, Well this this wealth, you know, from from this from this ranch he is it's he was like it's 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 gonna dry up, it's gonna go, it's gonna be gone. Because there's so sickly people. To, yeah, but and he's just saying like so we have to basically find ways to expand mm-hmm. that wealth, you know, and um and he even says, like the Osage, he's like they're they're brilliant. Like just because they don't talk to you doesn't mean you know. Like he says all these things. Right. Um, so he, it's really interesting because he he always claims to be like the a friend to, to the Osage and one of the most trusted white people in the town. Yada yada yada. But but he does seem to have a reverence for their intelligence. Does that make sense? Maybe it's just all a show. Who knows. I think it's all a show. Really? I think one of the central themes of the movie, and uh, it kind of 
is similar. You've seen uh, you've seen The Irishman, right? Yes, it's been a long time. I saw it once, but yes. So it's kind of similar in this sense, but I think one of the the, the main themes is like the um, both movies have this like liberal uh, like benefactor who's who's like doing a service to the people, right? Mm-hmm. And like always, I'll be there. You know, whatever you need, whatever you need. And then they actually turn out to be like the ultimate villain. Yeah, that's right? that's that's um, Hoffa, right? Jimmy Hoffa, Pacino's yes. character. Yeah, right. Um, so, well, I think he's I think he's a great villain. Like, I think he he actually is like super menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because like early on you're like, man, Ernest sucks. But then you meet Hale, and you're like, he sucks for a lot of different reasons. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Ernest yeah. is just like kind of, I mean, he said it the best. He's just taking the mud. But then you're like, Hale, you're like, he's just a, just a slime ball. Like, he's just evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we slowly start to unravel as the film goes on that um, almost every, maybe every, I don't know, but almost every white person in the town is like in on it in some way. Yeah, like it's wild, actually. Um, but I think we actually after is it after? I think it's after that interaction. Um, we get that like those cuts of the of the Osage who were who were already killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and one of them, we see the the murder happen. It's this woman with her child, who's in a carriage, oh yeah. and he sticks his hand like sticks the gun out the window and shoots her, which is, and then I don't takes know. the baby, yeah, and then takes the baby and then puts the gun in her hand to make it look like it was a suicide. Um, how full was your theater? Not very, because it was eleven p.m. Mine wasn't <laughs> very full either on a Friday night at seven thirty. Oh, okay. Um, but when that happened, there were like audible gasps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This movie is, it's, it's brutal in the depiction of it as it should be, if it's going to tell the story, you know? Um, and it's just crazy to me that this combination, I guess it's not crazy because it still happens today, but this combination of greed and then the dehumanization of another type of person, another race, another culture, whatever. And there's a scene, this is later on, we can kind of talk about this now if you want to, but mm-hmm. there's a scene later on where Ernest is talking to somebody. I think it's, uh, I don't know which one a person is. Jack, is that his name? Um, I don't know his name. It's the guy with the mustache. And uh, uh, Blackie? No, it's not Blackie. It's the guy that he goes to after Blackie goes to jail because he stole his car. It's okay. the it was the guy who uh was working for Sturtle for for um Henry Gamble. Henry uh, Graham. Uh, okay. John Ramsey. John Ramsey is his name. Okay. Um and he Ernest is talking to him and he's like, I need you to like do a job. Do you know, do a job for me. Just do this couple and he's like, Nah man, I don't Well no, that's not it. It's Henry. He's like, I need you to, you know, do a guy. He's a melancholic. He's already trying to kill himself. And he's like, no, man, I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't do that kind of stuff. And he goes, well, he's an Indian. And he goes, oh, well, that's different. Sure. 
Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like this, oh, well, that's not a human, I guess. Um, but it's wild to me that because of that and then this l- obsession with, you know, money and the, like, lawlessness of the reservation in that area is just crazy how every, it seemed like every single person, mm-hmm. like you were saying, was like, yeah, this is a good idea. Hell yeah. Right. Right. They're all, they're all complicit or, like, directly involved. I guess that's what complicit means, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I, I know what you mean in the sense of, like, they're either turning a blind eye to it or they're mm-hmm. actively, like, helping it move forward. Right. And it unravels little by little. So we have Jason Isbell's character, uh, Bill Smith, who uh, is married to Minnie. Who is mm. Minnie is also Molly's sister, right? So there's like mm. there's four, five I sisters. F- I think there's. F- okay, so, so we got we got Minnie, Minnie Rita, Rita, Anna, Anna, Molly, Molly. That's it. I think it's four. Okay. Okay. So three of her sisters, and then Lizzie Q is the mom. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Bill, J- uh, Jason Isbell, is married mm-hmm. to Minnie. Minnie gets sick and uh, succumbs to her illness. She just, like, dies of what wasting away they, disease. They, they call it the, the, the wasting... Wasting illness? The wasting... Wasting, yeah, yeah. Wasting sickness or something like that. <clears throat> Which... I don't know if you got this impression, and I haven't. I don't like you said. I there, there's a lot of the Georgia education system. <laughs> <laughs> I think did did a disservice to us in in some ways because I I know very little about the what happened. Right. Well, I don't think I, that's the Georgia education system. I think that's the United well, States sure. education system. <laughs> sure, that's fair. That's a that's a good point. Um. <clears throat> But I get the impression through the, the 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 events of this film that maybe the wasting illness was actually them being given like uh, like spiked medicine that was making them sick. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I, I don't think it's ever explicitly said that like Bill is that his name? Um, Bill. Bill is. It doesn't seem like he's working with Hale, but he's. To me, it's like he's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He might not have the whole town in on it, but like because of what he does, and I'll let you, cause well, you get into this, actu- what he does actually, after Minnie dies. He might, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. He might be one of the only people who's not in on it. So yeah. let me, let's, let's, let's walk through this real quick. No, so I agree. Okay. I agree, but so but I'm saying like I still think he's doing it in a way on his own. What do you mean? Well, you tell you walk through it first, then I'll, then then I'll rebuttal. <clears throat> so Minnie dies, and then um, Anna dies. When Rita's house, no, no, when 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 Anna dies. Uh, Bill has a private investigator, and he's trying to get to the bottom of who killed Rita. No, Anna. Correct. And no, I think yes. he, I think he's just doing it, isn't it? He's doing. He's like asking. Maybe he's himself. doing it. Maybe he's doing it on his own. Okay, but, still, but he's but he's trying to he's trying to get to the bottom of who did this. 
Um, that is true. King Hale doesn't like that. And does do they kill him? What do they do to What do they do to Bill? Oh, he's in the house when it blows up because he's married up, to Rita. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So here's why I don't think that he's doing the same thing as them, just like independently, because it makes sense to me that um, once King Hale got the in on um, Molly through his nephew, and so he could get the head right through him if they kill everyone around, right? At that point, the doctors that were obviously working with with King Hale, you know, the two shitty doctors that are like, oh, take this, take this, you know, blah, blah, blah. They could have been giving Bill bad medicine, unbeknownst to Bill. And Bill could have been giving his wife this medicine thinking that it would help her. Just like, I mean, Ernest doesn't know that that medicine is going to kill her because Ernest does not want to harm Molly. Ernest wants to help Molly. And yeah, he's giving her this medicine that is that is. So what are you saying? Well, one thing about Ernest that I want to talk about later. That's why the end of it to me is really kind of heartbreaking. Maybe I can't. I'm not sure because when she asks him, like, "What was in the medicine?" I don't know if he knows. I don't. Th- well, he knows that it was going to slow but her down, he, but he knows that it's something. So that's mm-hmm. where. But what I was saying about Bill is that I don't. I'm not saying that he is like trying to kill trying, his wives, trying to systematically kill off that family, but I think he is trying to be in that family on purpose. Oh, um, well, yeah. You know, he marries, he, his, his wife dies and he marries his former sister-in-law in a matter of like, what, weeks? It looks like it's weeks. I don't know. But I think, you know, like if he, because he, that turnaround, it to me is obvious that he, <laughs> that he, well, he might not be trying to like accelerate the access to the fortune, if you will. Mm-hmm. He is trying to ex- at least enjoy the the luxury of having it in life. Well, sure. Um, that's what I was as, gonna. As is what? Ernest, uh, like at the beginning, I think, because even Molly says, "Like you're a, you're a coyote." Yeah, coyotes want money, you know. Which to to that point, it it, it almost says like. This this is gonna sound bad because I don't mean it in the sense of like everyone. I'm sure there were you know an Osage woman married a white man who was actually kind and honest and loved them. But it almost makes you wonder why, because like Lizzie Q says, like you all marry white men. Um, it makes you wonder why they would. You know what I mean? Because they're getting buttered up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that that has to be it. Um, because like early on, Ernest meets like sees an old friend of his and his wife. He's like, she's full blood, and it's like you say that like she's like a exotic animal or something. You know what I mean? Like it's some right. it's 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 fascinating. Well, it, I mean, it's, so it's go on. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was uh, I was wrapping up your head. But on the point of why would they, like, why would, if they knew that that's the motivation, why would they continually marry white men? Think about the conversation that they're having uh, at the, like, little get-together. I don't know if it's, like, a naming ceremony for one of the children or if it was someone getting married. But, you know, yeah. like, they're all, like, outside, like, in a tent, like, chilling. And uh, one of her sisters, like, straight up says, like, he, he just wants your money. 
And then she's like, well, it's understandable. He wants to settle. Like, he wants to settle down. You know, and, and it could be seen that that's like a, yeah, he, he, yes, he wants access to my money, but it also means that he wants to build a life with me, maybe. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Then, then the other sister says, like, no, he loves you. Like, well, he's yeah, legit. Because she, she she says, like, well, his his uncle already has money, so he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, which is a good point. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's just wild, but um, I I will say that I think I think Augie's at the door. I'm not letting you in. Um, it was so strange that they felt that she fell in love with him, that Molly fell in love with him because I don't know because of he's because just, of who he is because well, he's a, just, with because of his shitty haircut, Hunter. Like what? Well, just like. He's just so I don't know. He's just so not charming. I guess I don't know. Maybe that's not fair. Me that's not fair for for me to say. Um, because I do think I really do think that he loves her. I do think that. Mm -hmm. On the topic of um, sorry, this is a throwback to like twenty minutes ago, thirty minutes ago. But on the topic of this film drug at times, uh, I will say that there was at least one scene. Where I was trying to determine whether uh, Ernest had just like really, really tobacco stained teeth or if he had wooden teeth. And I was like, how long ago was this? Because, <laughs> really? you know, some, some people used to have wooden teeth, you know. Which, which scene was it? Uh, I don't know. They were inside talking. It might have been when the storm was going on, which mm. was a cute little scene. But or no, it, it wasn't that, that scene. scene. But uh, I I don't remember what was going on. But he just kept smiling, and I kept seeing his teeth, and I was like, "Are those? Is it? It's tobacco stained. I'm pretty sure he has tobacco yeah. stained teeth. He's got gross teeth, not um, not wooden teeth, like I thought. Anyway, so it's so hard to cover all of it because it's so much happens. But mm-hmm. but we see these relationships kind of develop. Like they have a couple kids, but then like his brother. Is involved with Anna? Are they involved? I couldn't tell. It it, it it would appear as if they are because he starts flirting with the poor little. Oh uh, my god, dude! That scene was awful. <laughs> like, yeah, the like maid. Yeah, the maid essentially, and then Anna starts freaking out about pulls a gun out of her purse and shoots him. She probably should have because then he shoots her later. Or no, he doesn't shoot her. Someone else does. No, but, but he like holds her up while she gets shot. Right. Um. But yeah, these things start, it starts to escalate. So Anna gets killed. Um, and it's just, ah, it's so, it's so bad to see this because like she, there's, I mean, everyone around her mm-hmm. just, just dying, you know, like her whole family is killed. Right. Um, it's implied that Lizzie Q dies, um, Oh, wait a second. I'm reading this, and this says that uh, Lizzie Q is being poisoned. So, yeah, this is implying that everyone who had, like, the wasting illness was being, being poisoned. poisoned. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but it gets to a point where the the um, there's, there's, like, an Osage council, and they're like, we have to do something. And so they send a white man to... DC and then he mm-hmm. gets murdered. Yeah, it doesn't take long at all. He he like he, 
seems like he hadn't even left town yet, right? And he's just uh, like, <clears throat> let me stop at the saloon before I head out. <laughs> he just gets fucking stabbed in the alley. Well, so I think he was in D.C. because I saw the Capitol, but it's like he had just checked. He was okay. like checking into like his hotel, and he gets a postcard Maybe. that says, that said yeah. like, be careful, like be real careful. And then the next scene is him getting like stabbed in the alleyway. So he's like made it a day. And then we see the 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 PI gets it looks like he gets killed because um we we never see him again. Well y- yes we do because we see him get like roughed up. Yeah. And this is one of those this is one of those scenes that I was talking about where it's like that happens and then like thirty or forty five minutes of movie happens. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we killed those two people. And it goes back to those scenes. And we actually see uh, the guy who was sent to the Capitol like laying there dead. And then we go back to that scene where he's the private investigator has been beat up. He might not have been killed, though. He may have been just like... Just like chased away, chased out, and beat right. up. Right. Um, yeah, those kind of cuts didn't bother me. That felt... I don't know, I feel like I've seen that in Scorsese stuff before, where it's just like... Mm-hmm. Maybe not as maybe not Scorsese, but I've seen it in movies where they're talking about something, and then just for a second they'll just show it real fast. Sure, yeah. Um, and those cuts I think are interesting. Like I actually kind of like those kind of flashes, those flashbacks or cuts. Um, Sometimes the cuts. I guess the reason they felt weird to me, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was just like it stuck out to me, right? Like I don't want to mm-hmm. give the impression that this was like a like I didn't like this about the film, but it, it definitely stuck out to me was because we were retreading the same like shots for them. Like Okay, I got you. You see what I'm saying? I like got you, like I got for, you. for for a couple of them it was literally the same footage it just like rolled rolled longer. You know, which was yeah. an interesting way to whereas I, I feel like in other films where I've seen something like that, it's like, oh yeah, we offed those guys. Like if we were watching fucking Goodfellas or something, they'd be like, Yeah, we off those guys and not that they talk like I, I don't know. Anyways, and then we would <laughs> no, see I'm them saying. off. We would yeah. see them off those guys like for five seconds, and then it would cut yeah. back, right? But we wouldn't have seen it previously, or we wouldn't have seen like. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I think that's. I think that is the. That's the part that maybe is weird is that we already saw it, or or we already saw enough to imply that it happened. Right. That's not even the case because in the case of the of the guy that they sent to Washington, we see him get killed. Like he's getting stabbed. Yeah. So you're like, he's dead. Right. And then it, and then we cut back to it and we just yeah. see him dead on the ground. And his like little name tag. And it's like we didn't forget yeah. we know that he got killed. I get that. I get that. That's a that's a valid um point that you're making. Um but they even go to like the president and mm-hmm. she's like has this anguished plea to him you're like please like no one's doing like no one's helping please don't care people are getting murdered and he just says like thank you thank you very much for coming Mm -hmm. and just like walks away and she's just sort of stunned well isn't it right after the fbi shows up well i was gonna say eventually i think in real life it took like i think my it might have been like at least a year or two more um but uh they do eventually um, send out some agents, which is Tom White, and then he has some assistants, like a bunch of undercover um, agents from the Bureau of the from BOI, the Bureau mm-hmm. of Investigation. Um, and this is interesting because this is when you start to realize, like you know, the the walls are closing in on everybody because everybody keeps saying stuff like, "Oh, you should go to this person," and he's like, "Well, I did." And they told me to come to you. 
Right. You know, or they're just like, they didn't tell me anything. No one's saying anything. You know. How, how do you feel about Ernest, um, like, literally going and paying somebody to uh, blow up his sister-in-law's house? Dude, that was another part of this where I was like, is this really how it happened? Because... You just like walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, I need somebody killed. Can you help me out?" And right. they just be like, "Uh, go ask Bill. Bill can help yeah. you out." And it seemed like this super, not even open secret. It just was like a known, like, "Hey, go see AC if you want to blow something up. Go see Blackie if you want someone to get killed. Go see, mm-hmm. you know, so and so." And the like, Henry Grammer guy. Was a was a it's, it says this is that was Wikipedia it says it was American cowboy bootlegger and murderer from Texas who was yep. who was post posthumously inducted into the National Rodeo Hall of Fame in two thousand. So he, he, I I don't understand, like how. <laughs> Like that's you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. this guy was famous, and yes, we don't see anybody. We don't see anybody. Um, uh, we don't see him kill anybody in the movie. But he's the guy who's like, oh yeah, go ask this guy to blow him up. And this 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 actually says. Uh, um, in like his bio, it says like. He was implicated in uh, the murders of Rita and Bill Smith. And it says, Grammer was Hale's alibi because the pair was traveling to Fort Worth for a fat stock show radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, rodeo show. Uh, but it does say that he um, he ran a moonshine uh, outfit and employed thieves, robbers, cattle rustlers, um, and people who had ties to the mob. And let me see what it says. It says, in August 1920, he was acquitted for the killing of Jim Barry. So that's the part that was wild to me. Is I guess, what years do you, were the Wild Wild West? That's kind of a random question. But this feels like the Wild Wild West, where it's like... What, what do you mean? Well, like... Hold on a second. When was the Wild Wild West... Oh, okay, no, this is like the 1600s, so no, it wasn't. But this is what it felt like. It felt like these were like just outlaws who were just like, yeah, we're, we do crimes, and it's just like known. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's wild. I think it's crazy. And then he was like, hey, I'll throw, I'll throw in my, my Buick. <laughs> <coughs> wild Wild yeah. West came out in 99. <sighs> the one with Will Smith and the giant spider. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. I also think it was funny how how little they tried to disguise insurance fraud. Yeah. But it was like it was like, hey, I gotta take a life on un- life insurance policy out on this guy. He's really healthy. But just in case. And then like a week later it's like, Oh, he died. Can I cash in my thirty grand now, please? Mm-hmm. Or we like the same insurance agent, we see another guy, I don't remember who it is, but we see another guy go in there and say, Hey, um, my wife is full blood Osage, and sh- we she had two kids before we got married. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's if the guy she, who he, he kills Anna. That's mm-hmm. the guy. 
if she and the two kids all died, would I get the head right? Or something like that, right? And the guy's like, just to be clear, you're asking me if you pulled out this policy and then killed three of your family members if you'd be entitled to money? And he's like, well, yeah, because I'm not going to do it if it doesn't. And then he doesn't get arrested. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that was something that was also quite, quite like, it just kind of put me aback, I guess, where it was like, that it's it's it's, it's that same guy when he, this is like later on in the trial. I know that we're already at an hour, but we can, this is a long movie where mm-hmm. they're just asking him and, and the the guy who's the guy who plays um, Leonardo really f- DiCaprio. No, it's the guy who plays the the prosecutor lawyer. I I know his face. I can't. Think Jesse Plemons. Tom White. No, 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 no. The actual he's the older guy. He's been in tons of stuff. What's his name? John Lithgow. Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't yes, matter. It's John yes? Lithgow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, that's it. That's it. You are right. Uh, he's just asking like what happened and the guy's like, okay, so then you took her down there, got her drunk and murdered her. And he was like, yep. He's like, so he's like, oh no. So, so so-and-so held her, held her up. And then I just, you know, just shot her. Mm -hmm. He's like, then you left. He's like, yeah, we just, we we just left. And he was just, it's something like, did you have her go back there? And he's like, well, yeah, it's a good place for parties and. Yeah, Drinking. and he's just so like, yeah. He's like, what? What about it? This right. is wild. This is wild that that was the demeanor, I guess, of it. And I kind of went off on a tangent there. I know I've been rambling, but to answer your question, Ramble I thought on. it was it was it was wild that he was he felt so comfortable going up to multiple people saying, "Hey, can you commit this assassination for me, please?" The funny thing is that wasn't even my question. Well, you were saying, like, how do I feel about Ernest going around and paying people to blow up a no. house? No. My question was, how do you feel about the fact that Ernest went and paid someone to blow up a house? And then the night that it happened, he had this look of horror on his face that it had oh, happened. Oh, yeah. Okay, we didn't. You didn't finish your question. I interrupted I you I didn't, before. no. But, but it's okay. We had a, a cool little conversation. I think... So I thought that was when he kind of started to be like, wait a second. Maybe this isn't, like... <laughs> A good idea. Yeah. yeah, but then he's still complicit in a bunch of stuff. Like, he's still trying to cover things up, and he's still not... Like, he doesn't... The switch doesn't flip to where he's like, I am against my uncle, right? I don't I don't um, think yeah. it, it ever fully flips. Um, it's only, like, when his, when his daughter dies that he's like... Right. But that was more so because he's like, I have to get home to Molly, basically, not... But his daughter was probably being poisoned, because she had the the whooping cough. Yeah. Whooping cough's no you joke. Know? Hollis had that when he was younger. Yeah. Um Dude, that that scene, there was there's some really graphic things obviously in this movie that were unexpected. Like when they start like sawing Anna's brain mm-hmm. just like there like in, in front of in, everybody in public. Yeah. Uh, which we find out later, because the because the FBI people are 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 like, did you ever find the bullet? And they're like, no. And like, so that's why you cut open her brain. And he was like, yeah, to try and find the bullet. 
they didn't just cut open her brain. Did you hear what they were saying? Yeah, like he was like, like, is that why cut her into pieces? (laughs) Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we couldn't find it. And you know they found the bullet and they got rid of it. Well, it's not just that. It's that you obviously see that she was shot in the top of the head. Why Mm -hmm. did you cut her body up into a bunch of pieces? I wasn't sure if that was, that could have been like a black humor situation. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, But then like when like Rita is laying there very peacefully on like the slab of wood when the house blows up and then they try and pick her up and her just like the back of her head is just like, I was like, whoa, man, that's a lot. Yep. Yep. Um, And isn't, isn't, uh, isn't Bill saying, shoot me, shoot me? Like, is that what he was saying? Yeah. He was saying like, shoot me, somebody shoot me. Hmm. Yeah, that was that was a tough scene, man. That was, mm. and then like every time, like he says, it's someone has to tell Molly. Like her reaction, I mean, she was incredible in this movie. I I foresee, uh, for Lily Gladstone, I foresee, um, an Oscar nom. If I had to guess, if I had to, if I had to, if mm-hmm. I, if, if I was a betting man, I would say that she would get an Oscar on. But, um, yeah, dude, it's just like that scene. Cause they all like move into town. Like they come off the reservation they move into town. Uh, that was tough. And what was crazy is like, to your point, he's all like, what was that? Like, what's going on? And it's like, dude, you paid somebody to, you did this, say this has to happen. Yeah. Um, this is random. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, though. What do you think of uh, of old um, um, Brendan Fraser? <laughs> oh goodness, that when he he was all the way on eleven the second you hear him talk, and I don't know. I thought it was a brilliant cameo because it definitely got my attention, and it was definitely jarring. But think about how jarring it is. Like, we're under the impression that uh, Ernest is about to testify. and that Like, he's just going to walk up there and testify, and mm. then we're going to move on with the film. And so, to have this, like, well-established actor who is just now, like, restarting to, like, yeah. r- beginning to act again after, like, a, having a, a, renaissance. Long, a long hiatus. Uh, and for him to <laughs> portray the role in that way it definitely got my attention. It was very, very strong. Uh, like, wh- wh- I mean, what did you think? Well, I thought it was, I thought it was in this, like, he, I, I never saw the whale. Um, but Hannah obviously recognized him and stuff and from the stuff and she was like, I feel like he's always kind of like, he's always like at 11. Is that how you said it? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the Mummy in like I've probably I think I've only seen it once in my entire life. But even when he gave a speech when he won his 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 Oscar, he's very like emotive in the way he speaks. Um, I think he's brilliant. I think it's great. But I was like, whoa, what's who is this? And I was like, but then I was like, oh, cool, it's Brendan Fraser. Um, but even like the rest of his scenes, like when he was just talking to Ernest, he was very mm-hmm. like. Do you understand what's happening? Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think it was great. I thought it was. I th- 
you know, like I think it was really cool. Um, it was Pete Yorn. What? I'm talking to myself, dude. There's so many like musicians. Pete Pete Yorn who played AC. Uh, is like a singer songwriter, and then Jack uh, White. Jack White, Sir Simpson, but then there was somebody else. Char Charlie Musselwhite uh, was a pivotal figure to help revive the Chicago blues movement of the 1960s. Uh, he played with like Mike Bloomfield, and Alvin Bishop, and Paul Butterfield, and it's like that that like that's awesome to me. Like that's. I know people might not rec- like care. I I didn't know who that was, but I think that's awesome to know that that person's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Barry Corb. Oh, that dude. That's so funny. Hold on. This is this is a random little. This is a random little uh, tangent. So, one of Hannah's favorite shows in high school was One Tree Hill. Okay. Okay. You ever seen One Tree Hill? Yes. Okay, so I've watched the entire series with her. And uh, a very prominent figure on the show was uh, the basketball coach, Whitey, who was played by Barry Corbin. And I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, okay? But the dude who sells the caskets, Mm -hmm. he's the super, super old guy. He showed up and we both go, oh, look, it's Whitey. (laughs) So he has all these, he has all these people. I think that's, I don't know, I think that's awesome that like, you know. I don't know. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I know that we're, we're going over. Otherwise, we can talk about the ending. Well, I, th- I mean, we definitely need to talk about the ending. But <sighs> so Molly is being poisoned. She's getting more and more sick. Meanwhile, Ernest is doing his shitty little shit shit. And um, when he gets taken into custody by Tom White and company. Because there's like a whole little cadre of, of BOI agents that come to town, and they're arresting oh, people. Yes. And, and um, sorry, quick thing f- to add to your thing. Hale starts tying up loose ends. Well, he's trying to. Well, yeah, like so he sets up AC. He sets up, I don't know his name, the guy who killed Anna. He sets mm-hmm. up Blackie. But it doesn't really pay off because a lot of them turn on him. So anyways, yeah, that was a shooting. Blackie survives. AC, AC, one of them dies. I think. I think. I, I think, think AC, AC dies. dies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is AC the one that uh, gets tipped off about the store to rob, and then yeah. he he tells the the store owner that they're going to rob him at this time with these people. Yeah. He just gets fucking shot with the shotgun. Um. Anyways, when when Ernest gets picked up. They go and find Molly and take her to like a proper hospital, and she starts to get better and she she begins to regain her strength and she's present for the um what trial I guess mm-hmm. like the you know where Ernest testifies. Um, at the end of the film, they like she hears Ernest like spill the beans and say everything. And this is by the way, this is only hours after um. After Ernest, sorry, after Ernest is like, they're going to make me tell these terrible lies. This is not the truth, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
Um, but he fucks up because he's up there and he's telling this and he's telling that and he's telling, and then he says, "I love her. I do. I, I, I love." And he and she's like, "Well, hold on. I think that's true. So this other, these other things must be true as well." But she doesn't fuck with him anymore, right? And well, yeah, because she asked like, "What was in 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 the medicine?" Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "But it's funny because you can see on his face that he that he knows that it's more than just insulin, but he still just says insulin." Right. Well, because you know? he can't, he can't help but to lie. He's this little fucking rat, man, who is weak. He has no guts. Literally, he might have wooden teeth, and he just sucks. He just, he, he, he really sucks, and he, he sort of like reaps what he sows. Yeah. And he sewed a, a, like a shitty little shirt with holes in it. Not gonna do much good. Not gonna, and it's also not the right kind of sewing. Because he's an idiot, see? Yeah. The whole thing is just, too. He's, he's stupid with wooden teeth. <laughs> it's the whole premise of the film. Um. So anyway, she leaves him. She gets married two years later. You know, oh, so, l- yes, let's talk about the ending. So yeah. the epilogue, if you will, is this, like, really quirky, like, radio sh- show with all yeah. the sound effects, right? So... What did you think about that? What do you think it was? What What I, is Scorsese saying? I thought it was 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 um, really really good. It was like a the the precursor to like true crime podcasts, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I actually read somewhere that that's I apparently I haven't heard of anything, but like people have learned about this through like true crime podcasts. I don't know if that's okay. Um, if he was like paying homage to that, um, but to me, it 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 almost is like it's kind of it's funny in a really demented way. It's not like it's haha funny, but it's like this commentary on like this awful, awful thing that was sort of brushed aside in history, but then is like used as entertainment. That's exactly it. So I don't think he's yeah. paying homage to anything. I think he's critiquing. Yeah, the way that that we uh, take take these awful events and yeah turn them into entertainment and have these wonky like radio shows with all the I do, I will say the way that they were making the sound effects it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, dude, Folly, Folly is incredible. Foley, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, I think it's called Foley. Sorry, um, but yeah, then to have himself come out. And say something because he's doing the same thing in a sense, you know. Like, there's one way to to there's one thing to tell a story that you think and believe needs to be told and shared, that's important. But at the same time, he's making entertainment, whether he wants to say it's content or not. I think there is merit and there's purpose behind art, mm-hmm. and I think as art is art is critical, and is pivotal and is essential in life. Um, but yeah, somebody's gonna go see the movie because they want to be entertained at the same time. You know what I mean? I think it's interesting. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think yeah. that is an unfair assessment of what film is intended to be. Then why'd you make it? Because that's I'm just I'm just making <laughs> observations, man. Okay. Okay. I think it's a more apt I think it's a more apt observation of what the like cinema industry is right now. Anyway, it's. I mean, maybe okay. he's maybe that maybe that's his point. You know, maybe that's his point more. 
mm-hmm. is that it's just about entertainment and content. But I do think, like like you said, like I think that is definitely a commentary on like, look at this awful, awful thing. Let's make it entertainment for white people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think about, and you know, I'm, I partake in this because I love a good true crime podcast. But like you're, you're, you're like riding to work or like going to Kroger and you're like getting, you're, you're being entertained about this like really in detail graphic, graphic retelling of someone being like fucking murdered. You know what I mean? Like it's insane. It's crazy. Not, not like, oh, a what if or like some spooky story, but it's like, no, this was real mm-hmm. and a person died. Um, yeah, that's like, there's there's things on the internet. You know, you can find videos, especially right now, there's a lot of things happening in the world where you just see videos of things getting blown up and I'm just like, I don't like seeing this because I know, like, there are people, like, I don't want to see somebody's last moments, even if you don't actually see them. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's about ratings, it's about views, it's about I don't know. Um, but I thought it was a really interesting way of of presenting that observation, you know, that criticism of right of that. Um, because it's it is like a silly little radio show, you know. Um, I thought it was very good. Uh. And the last thing he says, essentially, is that her obituary omitted the murder. Like, it didn't mention the yeah. murders at all. Erased. Well, of course not, yeah. Hmm. I don't know a lot about Native American history or, like, the Native American history within the U.S. Uh, but I imagine, based on this film and kind of what was, it would be like... I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't even, if, if like her family wasn't even allowed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if they tried to put it in there. What family? Like, did she just, she had a well, son? She, I thought they had three kids. I thought there, there were two left, I thought. Okay, maybe, maybe you're right. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, so mm-hmm. of course, yeah, of course it, it wasn't uh, mentioned. But I really enjoyed the final shot, you know, kind of showing the, the modern Osage. Um, that they've persevered. Um, but that is that is the film. Do you have anything else to add, sir? Nope. This was a doozy. Um, well then, Zach, I have to ask Athena something. She's, I told her that I'd, I'd ask her. Mm-hmm. Athena, wake up. How did she... she she can't talk. She can't talk. She's just sleeping. <laughs> well, then I'll ask. Actually, I yes, I'll ask you, Zach. Um, but is Killers of the Flower Moon good? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's good. <laughs> It's 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 excellent. No, this is this is uh one of the best films we'll watch all year. Maybe one of the, I mean, yeah, maybe one of the best films we've already watched. I don't know how the rest of the year is going to shake out. Um 
And it's a Golden Good nominee. I'm I'm there sorry. I know we've been throwing them out there left and right. I've lost track. <laughs> but this is a Golden Good nominee. It has to be. Um, to me, and I'm not going to pit them against each other right now. We'll do that at the end of the year. But I will say that to me, it's a it's it's a question of right now this year, uh, Oppenheimer versus Killers of the Flower Moon. I was right? gonna say, yeah, Oppenheimer is probably what you're gonna say. I would have to agree with that. What if I said fucking Shrek or something? Well, we didn't do Shrek this year, but what if Shrek's I said a good something? Movie. Shrek is a good movie. Okay, so maybe <laughs> that would be okay. Sorry, what have we done this year? Have said, what like, movies Morbius? have we done? <laughs> Was Morbius this year? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of what we've done that we haven't liked this year. Indiana Jones five. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones, there was. I mean, it wasn't bad. Black Come Adam. On. Black Adam. Was that this year? Are you sure? I thought that was yeah. late last year. I can't. Remember. I think it was this year. Black Adam was November seventh, twenty twenty two. The Flash. Oh yeah, the Flash. There yeah. you go, the Flash. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, there, you, there you have oh, it. Oh, between Goods. this and Prestige, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Cutter didn't know, man. Cutter knew. Right. We'll try and um, we'll try and get through these shindigs decently quickly because it's been an hour and twenty minutes. Um, every movie sucks. Every movie every sucks. Every movie sucks. Every, every movie, movie sucks. sucks. This. <laughs> Wait, that's that's gonna be that's uh, that's sarcasm. Here's one. This is Krispy Kareem. Krispy Kareem. Oh, that's funny. Well done, sir. That's a good name. Half star. Who actually enjoys this shit? Mm. Poop scoop review says mid ten score. Scorsese lays another turd. More like Lily Badstone. I do like Lily Badstone because she's a baddie. Motherfucker. I hate you, Poop Scoop Review. <laughs> is this is Adrian Alderete? Woof. Misguided, unfocused, disrespectful, but above all, unnecessary. Never thought I'd walk out of a Marty joint saying this, but this is a stupid-ass waste of time. Cappy Baron says, it is impossible to watch three and a half hours of a movie, man. Plain impossible. <clears throat> uh, going to see it in theaters is giving the authors clear sign that this is permissible. It ain't. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, oh, wow. All right, I'm going to end this one. I'm going to end with this one. This is simple. I think it's very fitting for... Uh, Martin Scorsese. Flop 08 says half star. I prefer TikTok. Ouch. I want to see what they've reviewed. Their favorite film is a movie called Brazil. Little Miss Sunshine's mm. pretty good, actually. Bubble 66. Uh huh. Recent activity. Cocaine Bear, they gave... Co oh, this is... They gave Cocaine Bear five stars. Five stars. Barbie, two and a half. Asteroid City was four stars. I like that movie, though. Uh, it backs up that it's a shitty movie. 
Air was three three stars. Hmm. Bet he hated this half star. Well, wow. okay, there you go. Every movie sucks. Every movie sucks. Every, Every movie sucks. sucks. Okay, I'm gonna do my shindig. Here we go, real fast. It's time for my shindig. Time for my shindig. Time for my shindig. This news of the week. News of the week. News of the week. It's news of the week. Um, Elon Musk has sent a quote-unquote scorched earth letter to, to Warner Brothers threatening to uh, burn the house down if they did not bring Amber Heard back for Aquaman 2, and I found that hilarious. Um, we got our first look at the Fire Nation from Netflix's upcoming Avatar The Last Airbender show. Gary Doberman and James Wan's Atomic Monster pr- production company are developing a live-action Gargoyles which apparently was a cartoon in the 80s. I didn't know that. Timothy Chalamet gave an interview, an interview talking about uh, his camaraderie with his Dune 2 cast members, and I have news for you. He has confirmed that Austin Butler's Elvis accent is gone. It's a, it's a, it's a slow news week, if that's the Good. news. Uh, Brie Larson apparently wants to stop playing Captain Marvel. And then, listen to this, Hayao Miyazaki... It has a highly anticipated hand-drawn feature film coming out called The Boy and the Heron. Listen to this cast. Okay, you ready? Are you ready or are you typing? I'm ready. Okay, I know it's going to I'm, I'm, I know it's going to fuck because his casts always fuck. Listen to this. This is Christian Bale, Florence mm-hmm. Pugh, Mark Hamill, Gemma Chan, Gemma Chan, Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. Dave Bautista, and Karen Fukuhara. Yeah. That's stout, dude. That's right. Hey, you haven't seen many Miyazaki films, have you? I haven't. I haven't, but I want to see that one. And then last one, I'm going to end on some sad news. Uh, Suzanne Somers from Three's Company passed away. So uh, rest in peace to her, and that is the news of the week. Zach, what is your shindig now that the Braves are... Not playing baseball anymore. Oh, um, Falcons won. Did you see Yay. that? They Go beat Falcons. the Buccaneers today in overtime. Hey, Atlanta United made the playoffs. Did they? They That's did exciting. barely by the skin of their wow. teeth. Wow! Wow! Do you want to give like a baseball playoff wow. update, or wow. do you, or are you um, bitter? Let's see. It's gonna the be Rangers a fucking. Are they are. The Rangers that's are winning. exciting. Three to one. That's that's good. That's good for baseball. Um, it's so interesting to me how the Rangers Astro series. Um, the away team has won every single game. That's wild. And that trend may continue today. If that trend continues the entire time, it doesn't bode well for the Rangers. No, it doesn't bode well for the Astros. Are they home team? Are, does Rangers have home field advantage? The Astros have home field advantage. Oh, you're right. Good point. So if the away I, team wins yes, every you game, are correct. and the and the the Rangers have four away games, then they're good to go. Yeah, But they are both in in Texas, so maybe it's less of like a home away. That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, I don't have shit. Sports. Yeah, <laughs> basketball is starting. Basketball is starting soon. 
Like this this week? When the, when the shit? When does basketball? When when does basketball start? You got to think of a shindig. No, I do. crazy enough to have listened through this to this to the, this point. You got to think of something good to give them. Give me something good, baby. I think the basketball the basketball starts on the on Tuesday. The the basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are the Hawks gonna be yep. any good? Uh, the Hawks do look like they might be good. That's so exciting. I well, mean, cool. we'll see. Well, Zach, that's very Hawk of you. That's very sports of you. There you go. This is sportist sports. <laughs> thing I've done all week. Do you have your whiskey ready? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You do? To whiskey? To whiskey. <sighs> you can tell them where to find us, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fine, I'll I know do you can it. find us at b i i g podcast at gmail dot com, but I think we have a couple other e- email addresses as well. We have don't an, we? we have easier ones. We have but is a good podcast at gmail dot com and but is it good at gmail dot com. But not I just b i i g. No. We should we should I, hop on. I that. can try. I can try and get that. That's fine. And then you can find us at but is a good podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us at b i i g podcast on X. Or Twitter. I still don't like saying X. It sounds weird. You can follow me at Hunter Callahan Music anywhere. You can follow Zach on Instagram at Zach with an H to the number the T-H-A future dot three one. And that's it. We're doing The Shining next week, right? Yep. So shine on, beautiful people. Oh, also, we had two people request to be a guest on Ferrari. Okay. I don't know if they if I don't know if they know this yet. But it's Ethan and Brooks, so they can have a a fight to the death to figure out who gets to do it. Yeah, we should get we should so invite them both. We're okay. gonna invite them both. And then when they show up, we're going to break a pool stick in half <laughs> and have yeah. tryouts. Tryouts. <laughs> Make it fast. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um cool. Anything else? No. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Please, you. You know, leave a review. We, you know that we are a five star podcast on Apple Holy Podcasts and, and Spotify. Shit. Both of them. Both Never of gotten them. anything less than five stars. Five stars on both platforms. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Let's keep it going. Don't just give us five stars, even if you hate it. Anyway, um, we're gonna go. Bye. 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 But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.